Today we discuss the Hammersmith Ghost. After taking a look at the origins of this legend, we'll talk about some alleged interactions with this paranormal being. As more and more physical encounters occur, people start to suspect this may be more than just a ghost. Armed mobs form, and it all culminates in a brutal murder. We'll discuss the ensuing trial and the impact it had on law in today's day and age. I'm Mike. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. If you thought ghosts and murder didn't mix, stick around. Just like your favorite vinegar and water solution, tonight's multi-genre show will leave you with that fresh and clean podcast feeling. This is Necronomapod. Everyone's favorite segment. The boys try a new Eminem flavor. <laughs> I know last time we had rave reviews on us chewing into the microphones. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves that. ASMR of this bag crackling to help soothe and relax you throughout your busy uh, work day. So uh, let's have at it. It's going to be hard to top mint. What are we looking at today? What does that say on it, Ian? What's this one? Some, some kind of caramel. I didn't buy these, so I, that's why I didn't know. <laughs> Fucking Declan brought them in. Caramel cold brew. All right. How can they go wrong with that? They smell wonderful. Chewy. That must be the caramel, mm, Dave. Yeah. These are delicious. It's not bad. I can taste that coffee. Is that just brew coffee in here? Are M&M's raising their standards? <laughs> <laughs> I bet they're not. They should. Probably Folgers, Maxwell House bullshit. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's yeah. not mint. It's not as good as mint, obviously. No, no I'm good. It's a little too chewy. It's a yeah. lot of caramel on there. Yeah. Yeah. It, they, they taste really good, but it's a lot of chewing. I was expecting caramel flavor, not necessarily consistency. Yeah. Yeah, mint's still better. These are all right. Not bad, though. A light brown kind of uh, latte-ish colored mm-hmm. bag. Mm-hmm. Look for it at your neighborhood grocer. I can just see plus. <laughs> C plus? Oh, I'd yeah. go higher than that. Yeah. Yeah. B minus C plus. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Mint's still number one. Oh, yeah. Well, I still like crispy, but those are nowhere to be found. That pissed me off. <laughs> what are you going to do? I'll live. Well, thanks to whoever brought those in. Was it Declan? Declan yeah, brought them? So. He might have poisoned them. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> we have a Tylenol situation on our hands here. We're all going to be running for the toilets in about 20 minutes here. <laughs> so anyways, what else going on? We went to a graduation party over the weekend. You weren't there for it. You were out of town. I was not around. Yeah. yeah. So at one point in the night, we were all standing around. Um, I was standing next to Dave and there's this cute little kid going around. I don't know, probably like three, three or four. Probably. Three, yeah. Going around to everybody at the party asking them what their names are. So this kid's just going around. He gets to me and I, of course, say, <laughs> say eat. <laughs> I can't even say it. And, and Dave, he asked Dave what his name was. And Dave told him that his name was Freddie Two Fingers. 
<laughs> just felt the urge to teach that kid a lesson. I don't know. How dare you be polite at a party? Freddy two fingers. Is that from something? I don't know. This is what popped in my head. Did you have this plan as you saw him making the rounds? Like you were like, I'm not really going to fuck with this kid a little bit. He went back to his parents like, that man's Freddy two fingers. I hope so. Chris Hansen's going to roll in with a name like that. Yeah. Let's look at the chat logs. Freddy two fingers says. Did you get yelled at for having any cookies, Dave? Did you eat any cookies? I did not see any cookies. Oh. I don't eat cookies when Ian's around. I know better than that. Learned your lesson. I learned my lesson. You found this uh, story tonight while we were do- look. You were looking up stuff for our mass hysteria bonus episode we did. Yeah, for Patreon, and the story falls into that category with a whole area, a whole town getting wrapped up in this ghost story. There's a lot more meat to this one, though. It's not as uh, not as quick as like the because we were doing like a greatest hits of mass hysterias. Yeah, this was enough but- to sustain itself as a whole episode, a multi-genre episode, if you will. These notes are a roller coaster ride. There is a little bit of all everything in this. That's yeah, fun story. I think we were one anal probe away from having everything in this story. Aren't we always? <laughs> take it away. Starting in November of 1803, ghost stories started spreading around the Hammersmith area of London. How the story went was that in 1802, a man who we don't know his name committed suicide by slitting his wrist outside of a Hammersmith church. The man was buried in the cemetery that was next to the church. And at that time, people were still operating under the belief that suicide victims should not be buried with everyone else. We talked about that idea somewhere along the line in some of our episodes. But the thought was that suicide victims' souls wouldn't be able to rest next to people who died natural deaths. The Catholic Church wouldn't even have funeral masses for people that killed themselves until... Like the eighties, like very yeah, recently, like yesterday, I think, not very long ago. I was like, yesterday was the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that they did that that long. Yeah, you can't get into heaven if you kill yourself. Because well, uh, I knew that, I just didn't know that they completely like shun you. Yeah, yeah. can't even have your funeral rites. It's not very nice. Did Jesus not die for those sins? I think he did, Mike. Hmm. I have questions, Mister Pope. <laughs> if that is your real name. <laughs> One could make the argument that Jesus himself committed suicide because if he was all powerful, wait a minute, he could have brought himself right off the cross anytime he wanted. And by not doing that, he didn't even fight back. He didn't even throw a punch. Someone tries to put a nail in your hand, you're going to throw a punch, right? I'm going to throw several. (laughs) Immediately. I think my favorite thing ever. You ain't nailing me, Roman. (laughs) We were talking about somebody maybe spitting on you. And we were like getting pissed about it. And Dave's like, yeah, I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to throw up. And as soon as I'm done, I'm going to find you and I'm going to kick your ass. I can't remember what we were saying. That's true. I don't know why. That always just stuck with me. That was funny. So I say to you, did Jesus not (laughs) intentionally kill himself by not using everything in his power to not die? The ghost was said to be very tall and dressed in all white. I picture the classic white sheet ghost. Ooh, like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> However, as the story grew, the ghost got more and more detailed until it was described <laughs> as wearing a bullhide robe with a hood that had bull horns still attached and the ghost's face was visible. What does that mean? Like, 
this uh like a, the literal hide of a bull with the horns still on yeah, it. Yeah, and the horns are still coming out. It's disturbing. Yeah, that's creepy. And you can see the face, and he was said to have two large glass eyes that didn't blink. Just well, you don't need to blink with glass eyes now, do you? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks in my book. I don't know. Just like the ghost's appearance, the stories ramped up until the ghost was physically attacking people. On two separate occasions, the ghost was said to have attacked an elderly woman and a pregnant woman while they were walking near the church's graveyard. In both stories, a graveyard nightkeeper found the women, and they were said to have been so scared that they died from shock. As the two stories of women dying after seeing the ghost circulated around, verified accounts with names attached were recorded. A brewer named Thomas Groom told newspapers that one night around 9 p.m. he was walking by the church's graveyard with a friend when something stood up from behind one of the tombstones and grabbed him by the throat. Thomas's friend heard a struggle and turned around to see what was going on, and according to the newspapers, his friend said, quote, The ghost gave me a twist around and I saw nothing. I gave a bit of a push with my fist and felt something soft, like a great coat. Then the ghost vanished. Is that like a reach around, twist around? Oh, I don't like the word twist, though. Mm. What are we doing there? <laughs> What's getting twisted? Uh, I don't know if I want to know the answer. You know, Mike. You know. <laughs> Come on. You know what's getting twisted. <laughs> and also, a brewer and his friend, are they very reliable witnesses? They've been drinking beer for 15 hours before this, I'm sure. Come on. 1800s brewer, yeah. Yeah. Maybe they got so drunk, and then the, the the other guy tried to give his friend the reach around twist. Maybe so. And he was like, <laughs> and when the friend didn't respond accordingly, he was like, "Oh, did you see that ghost? I think a ghost just gave you the old dick twist." <laughs> he ran off. He was wearing a sheet. He's like a real ghost. Yeah. I swear. He's like ten feet tall. I, I tell you, I wouldn't touch your wiener. It wasn't me. It certainly wasn't me. I didn't grab your wiener and twist it. Wait a second. How do you know he grabbed my wiener? I never said that. (laughs) The next story has an actual date to it. On December 29th, 1803, one of the graveyard's night keepers, William Girdler, saw the ghost near Beaver Lane, which was across... Where? (laughs) Which was across from the graveyard. What? William said he started chasing the ghost, but it got away. After the sighting was published, the Hammersmith area was in full-blown mass hysteria. And because there wasn't a real police force in Hammersmith, people formed armed patrol units to catch the ghost. That sounds safe. Marching down Beaver Lane. Beave Austin hasn't been out in a while. No, I think he's been out chasing Beaver, to be honest. (laughs) Here's Beaver Lane, though. He's coming out the blood. I've missed him. It's good to have him back. I used to go down Beaver Lane all the time, and I never saw a ghost anywhere. Just lots of Beaver. Speaking of ghosts, the ghost of Mr. Larry Flint joining us. It's a ghost show. You might as well jump in there. Yeah. Good to have him back. We're bringing all our favorite friends back. Sure. Got Larry and Beef. <laughs> so who's who of Necronomapod history? Necronomistry. 
That's the first thing I do whenever I get these uh, show outlines. I control F and type in beaver to see if it's in the, <laughs> in the, in the outline anywhere. Like beavers in here, it's going to be a good <laughs> night. It's like jackpot. <laughs> on January 3rd, 1804, William Girdler was back on his watch at the graveyard when he saw a friend of his, 29-year-old Francis Smith, walking up Beaver Lane. <laughs> Are you doing it? I'm not doing anything. Uh, you, you looked like you had the Larry Flint thing getting ready. He's just laughing over there, having a good time. I just watch him smirk every time when he has it. to read Beaver and not start laughing. It's funny. Just a minute, love Beaver. So Girdler walked over to Francis and right away noticed that Francis was carrying a shotgun. Francis told Girdler that he was out looking for a ghost and asked if Girdler wanted to join him. It was 10.30 p.m. and Girdler's shift wasn't over until 11 p.m. But he told Francis as soon as the shift was over, he'd meet up with him and they would kill the ghost. <laughs> How do you kill a ghost? Yeah, I don't know. A ghost by definition is not among the living, right? Right. You wouldn't think a shotgun would be your weapon of choice against a ghost. So when Jesus came back, was he a ghost? Mm -hmm. We're going to go back on the Jesus route. Mm. He died, and then we saw him again. Wow. And I, I, no human could just open that tomb, but a ghost could probably just go right through the walls per every movie I've seen. But all the paintings, they move that big stone, though. Mm. So how do you explain that? Do you think after they saw him walking around, they're like, no, fuck that. His body's in there. Move the stone. Let's go check. Ah. Boom. He's not in there. <laughs> it might be. Oh, yeah. I'm just yeah, I think to, you're on to something. Trying to make sense of this. Yeah, I think he was a ghost. All right. Ooh, look, I'm Jesus. Ooh. <laughs> Is that your next tattoo? Jesus was a ghost yeah. who committed suicide. <laughs> That's why he wasn't allowed in heaven. He had to stay down here as a ghost and torment all of us. He's still here with me, Mike. Jesus is still here with all of us. He's sitting in over there in the corner. <laughs> with Steve and Larry Flint. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. Let's go get some pussy. <laughs> I'm just picturing a corner of a room where there's a fucking stuffed beaver, Larry Flint, and Jesus just <laughs> hanging out talking. This is the world we've created. <laughs> Three beaver lovers walking into a bar. Oh, man. The bartender says, what do you have, Jesus? Just after 11 p.m., before Girdler could meet up with Francis Smith, Thomas Millwood was walking home from visiting his parents and his sister. Thomas was a bricklayer, and at the time, bricklayers wore an all-white uniform. Thomas was super particular about his uniform and kept it perfectly clean and white. I can't imagine where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> that night, Thomas went from work to visit his parents, so he was wearing all-white. And as Thomas was walking down the street, his sister heard a man say, quote, Damn you, who are you and what are you? Damn you, I'll shoot you. Then she heard a single gunshot. Pew! <laughs> Francis Francis Smith had shot Thomas Millwood once in the left side of his face with a shotgun, killing him instantly. Right in the face. Mm. Two neighbors, John Locke and George Stowe, heard the gunshot and came out of their houses to find Francis Smith looking at Thomas Millwood like, oh, fuck, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what he was doing. They told Francis to get out of there and go home. It sounded like Francis didn't take their advice 
It's not clear how long he hung around, but long enough for a constable to show up and arrest him. Mike, when you do a murder, should you stay and wait for the popo to arrive, or should you uh, get on and out? Of there? I've never stayed at one of my murders. Yeah, I've you, you slayed a lot scene. of pussy, and I never hang around. <laughs> I couldn't get. I can't get out of there quick enough. Some might say. <laughs> I came. I slayed. I came, and I left. <laughs> Good advice. New shirt coming to Amazon. Yeah, I, I would not hang around. No. Doesn't sound wise. I like how the first two guys were like, get out of here, go home. Yeah. Beat it, pal. Yeah. You just blew Thomas's face <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, that's brutal. Right in the face. Didn't even give him a chance. Again, the logic of how do you kill a ghost? Yeah. And like that mass hysteria thing, like so paranoid and so afraid. And so, like, trigger-ready that you just fucking shoot the guy. Yeah, we haven't really talked about that too much, but the the whole Hammersmith area was whipped up into mm -hmm. a frenzy over this. Well, because people had been attacked, allegedly. People were worried as they, early 1800s, you know. So at this point, do they, do they know they're just going after someone who's probably dressed like a ghost? Or do these people actually think they're going after a ghost? They're going after a ghost. Like they don't, they don't even think at this point. Like, oh, it might be just a guy who's fucking around and using this, like, using a, a sheet over his head to grope women and and twist dicks and whatever else. <laughs> I don't think that's your first thought. I think people are still very superstitious. That's thought. what I'm saying. Thought like, they were dealing are with they ghosts, just yeah. are they just thinking? No, this is a fucking ghost. Yeah, because the the newspapers from back then talk about the origin of this being mm -hmm. this guy that committed suicide by slitting his throat so the whole town they were all in on it again it reminds me of that halloween scene was it four or five where they shot the guy in the yeah. gazebo the whole town <laughs> yeah like pump like 200 rounds into him. i think it's five thank <laughs> mass hysteria it's michael myers i see him right. on every corner it's just weird like you're thinking it's a ghost then who's eluding everybody all this time and your thought is oh i'm just gonna shoot and kill him because that's what you do to ghosts it's just crazy weird it just seems unlikely. I guess it's dark, but being up close, you know, close enough to hit someone with a shotgun like that, and you still can't tell that it's just a guy wearing <laughs> his white bricklayer right. uniform. It seems a little. That's why part suspicious. of me thought maybe they thought it was just a, a dude running around fucking with people. Maybe it. Maybe that's right. Still not an excuse just to shoot him in the face, but yeah. But if you thought he was a predator and attacking women, and maybe maybe there's something to that. There's no evidence of an elderly woman or a pregnant woman dying at this time either. That seemed like rumor that mm. went around. There's no names attached yeah. with that. Or That's what but just adds to the mass hysteria. That's right. what happens, yeah. Necronomapod is sponsored by BetterHelp. Take a second to think about how much time you spend on yourself in a given week. Now compare that to the time you spend on others. It's easy, isn't it, to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you? Meanwhile, you're never taking a moment to think about your own needs. Getting that late night call from a distressed friend, taking care of a sick child, or helping coworkers who are slammed with work. Assisting the people around us is important, but when we all spend our, all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Therapy is all about giving your mental health the self-care it deserves. Because sometimes we don't set aside enough time to focus on improving ourselves, being too busy 
focusing on improving those around us. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey to better balance in your life from wherever you are. So, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. It's time to find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Necro today and get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Necro. Francis Smith was charged with murder, and at the trial, Thomas Millwood's wife said that she warned Thomas about wearing his bricklayer uniform out walking around at night because he had been mistaken for the ghost before. <laughs> oh, he had. Some people <laughs> mistook him already. <laughs> she testified, quote, On Saturday evening, he and I were at home, for he lived with me. Duh, bitch, he's your husband. <laughs> he said he had frightened two ladies and a gentleman who were coming along the terrace in a carriage. For that, the man said he dared to say there goes the ghost. I'm, I'm reading this as it's written, people. Bear with me. Oh, you're not an old English scholar? Yeah. He dared to say there goes the ghost. That he said he was no more a ghost than he was and asked him, using a bad word, did he want a punch of the head? <laughs> right, you fucker. <laughs> the old punch of the head. <laughs> I begged of him to change his dress. Thomas, says I... As there is a piece of work about the ghost, and your clothes look white, pray, pray, do put on a, your great coat, and that you may not run, you may not run any danger. Wanker, take off the white clothes. <laughs> was that the bad word she used? You think? Wanker, maybe. Maybe they said wanker. Did you want a punch of the head? <laughs> he should have just put his coat on, though, if he's been mistaken for the ghost. Yeah, before. dude. It's like I can wear what I want. I'm a bricklayer. I can wear white. He took pride in his uniform. Was it after Labor Day, though? Because that's the real crime, isn't it? <laughs> Wearing white after Labor Day. <laughs> Thomas Millwood's sister also testified, what we talked about before, how she heard Francis Smith say, damn you, who are you, what are you, I'll shoot you. But she testified that he didn't give Thomas time to answer. Francis just immediately pulled the trigger. The judge, Lord Chief Baron McDonald told the jury that Francis Smith didn't act in self-defense and he for sure didn't shoot Thomas on accident. Chief Barron pointed out that Thomas didn't do anything to deserve being shot. Even if he was dressed up pretending to be a ghost, it didn't give anybody the right to shoot him. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Depends what he was doing, though. I think he was walking out. <laughs> hey, I think that's where the judge was thinking that he was just goofing around. It's <laughs> kind of annoying, though. Like, you know. It's annoying. It I don't is. know if it warrants a death a death well, sentence. Maybe so, what did they say earlier? A punch in the head. A punch of the head uh, might be the head, might yeah. be all right. <laughs> maybe a couple punches to the head. <laughs> all right, you're you just, right. You just see red splotches <laughs> forming on the white sheet. <laughs> there were also a lot of people that testified on behalf of Francis Smith, like to his character that he was a good guy. However, Chief Barron specifically told the jury that they were not to take any of that into consideration. It didn't matter because. Francis had killed an innocent man. Francis got his chance to speak, and he said, quote, My lord, I went out with a good intention, and when this unhappy affair took place, I did not know what I did. Speaking to the deceased twice, and he not answering, I was so much agitated, I did not know what I did. 
I solemnly declare my innocence and that I had no intention to take away the life of the unfortunate deceased or any other man, whatever. Whatever. I like if there was a comma there (laughs) or any other man, whatever. (laughs) The jury deliberated for an hour and came back with a verdict. Francis Smith was guilty of manslaughter. Chief Barron said, no, manslaughter wasn't on the table. The jury either needs to find Francis guilty of murder or they needed to acquit him. There wasn't going to be any in between. The jury deliberated for another hour and came back with a guilty verdict. Then Chief Barron sentenced Francis Smith to death by hanging and dissection. Where's Ja? What does he think? It's murder. <laughs> ja agrees with the verdict. I don't know. He'd be awesome on a jury now. <laughs> He's like the foreman on every murder trial in the, ever. And I like to back. think it's not even a murder trial and he's still in there. We're like, well, this is assault. Ja, what do you think? It's murder. <laughs> like, but the victim is sitting in the courtroom. It's murder. <laughs> you can't argue with that. The man's got a point. Yeah. Yeah. Holla, holla. Reading dissection as a punishment really threw me off for a second. Like, what does that mean? Um, and I never knew anything about this, but at the time it was widely believed that to get into heaven, a person would have to be buried whole and facing east so that their body would rise facing God. That's true. (laughs) If a murderer was dismembered before they were buried, no one had to worry about whether or not they would get into heaven. There was no way. Um, is that fair to deny someone their afterlife based on what they did in this life? Unless you're God. Wait, let me put myself in the mindset of believing in an afterlife. <laughs> I, I can't do it. I yeah, can't, yeah, I can't even do question, it. Yeah, I can't get there. I found an interesting article about it, and a, uh, a Dr. D.R. Johnson wrote, quote. This a hefty one. <clears throat> That's what she said. <laughs> and I quote, In England, Henry VIII granted the annual right to the bodies of four hanged felons. Charles II later increased this to six. Dissection was now a recognized punishment, a fate worse than death, to be added to the hanging for the worst offenders. Dissections performed on hanged felons were public. Indeed, part of the punishment was the delivery from hangmen to surgeons at the gallows following public execution, and later public exhibition of the open body itself. In 1752, an act was passed allowing dissection of all murderers as an alternative to hanging in chains. This was a grisly fate, the tarred body being suspended in a cage until it fell to pieces. The object of this and dissection was to deny a grave. Dissection was described as, quote, a further terror and peculiar mark of infamy. And in no case whatsoever shall the body of any murderer be suffered to be buried. The rescue or attempted rescue of the corpse was punishable by transportation, prison for seven years. It's rough back then. That's harsh. That was, they ain't fucking around. What is, is it hanging by chains? Was that a, mm. or you just hang there until you fell apart? It was an alternative to hanging in chains. Yeah, do they just like hang you there until you die? Mm. So due to the power of magic, I looked it up. (laughs) Wizard. And I think it's also known as gibbeting and essentially hanging in chains is just what they would do to your corpse after they, you were executed. They would hang your body up in chains. It's like a public exhibition and like a, see what happens. Now you yeah. guys better listen or this could be you. That seems more slow. This seems like 
We'll just chop you up in front of everybody and uh, make it happen right now. Yeah. Well, but they're already dead when they hang them. In the yeah, chain. like a deterrent, yeah, yeah. like I you said. The whole not getting into heaven unless your body's whole. Like, what about people that, you know, went down in a shipwreck or died in a fire or... Or someone Seems who was murdered and had their head cut off or something. Sure. Yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah. Those people don't get to go to heaven either. Can God not figure it out? He can't put the puzzle. Like, he's not good mm. at puzzles. That's the one thing he can't do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a leg sticking out of your arm socket. It's not even your leg. God's like, oh, I tried my best. I created the world in six days, but gosh darn it, these puzzles really get me. Looks like a Mr. Potato Head after a two-year-old played with it. <laughs> That's how you have to spend eternity. <laughs> your penis is in your middle of your forehead. You're like, man, I thought we could fuck in heaven. Well, some of us can, Mr. Potato Head. Can you imagine a penis on the forehead? And you just like watch it like it just gets like long and stiff. And you're just like, oh, now you got a horn. Otherwise, it's just like bumping you in the nose and between the eyes. <laughs> like as you're going in and out you can like tongue her asshole and it's kind of like a little bit of dp action right i mean what girl would say no to sit on a face then right? none i think we invented the most awesome thing ever <laughs> do they make wearable dildos <laughs> like a dildo on a headband that you can wear with a gopro at the end of it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at the bottom of it <laughs> the whole the whole kit and caboodle Necro dildo GoPro helmet. <laughs> it's oh, not bad. We haven't been this off the rails for a long time. Yeah, I think that's a... Hmm. That has to exist. If not, we should probably get on that right away. A headband with the dildo attached. It's not bad. <laughs> it's just like a miner's like flashlight helmet, right? That's just all replace the light with a dildo. Yeah. How fucking hard is that? Simple. Easy peasy. <laughs> You want it as a headband or a helmet? Mm. Headband. <laughs> okay. It's like a strap-on headband that you yeah. ratchet down so it doesn't come off of your head. Yeah, you know, it's like a tight and then bones. Do whatever you want with it at that point. Well, do you want... Well, hang on now. <laughs> Let's talk logistics here. Do you want it in your forehead? Or do you want it coming out like the top of your head with a, a chin strap so you can lie flat and go but, in and out like but, but if, it's, if it's just like a band like i'm thinking like one of those like wind like the ski band like yeah you, a, you couldn't you not just put it over your head and around your chin too i guess <laughs> but i'm thinking logistically do you want it coming off your forehead well, or I coming think that out would the depend on the user head? maybe if it's adjustable then i was like you could kneel like, on the floor and she could be on the edge of the bed and you could do it like that do it that or way. you can lay flat and go in and out with the top of your head right? but if you're laying like my whole thought was mm. you wanted to like just to her to sit on your face so that like you're watching oh, it that's good too as it's like yeah. so it's right on your and she can do the movement right if you're tired just right. yeah well yeah you're laying so it doesn't have to be her and yeah. just put it right on it's your not nose bad. even and just yeah. like, fucking pinocchio or <laughs> all right see you next week <laughs> So depending, like if it's cowgirl, <laughs> you can get a little analingus. If yeah. it's reverse cowgirl, you could put your nose up in there, up in the butthole. Yeah. Fun for the whole family. A lot of possibilities. <laughs> the murder case of the Hammersmith ghost received a lot of publicity, and the verdict was reviewed by the king, who thought that Chief Baron was acting as his own jury. Like that whole telling them that they couldn't take his character yeah. into account stuff like that going into business for himself as you would say he was very much so 
As a result, Francis Smith's sentence was commuted to one year hard labor. The publicity also resulted in the real ghost's identity being revealed. Um, an elderly shoemaker named John Graham admitted to putting on a white sheet and running around to scare people. It's not known what happened to John Graham, like if he was punished for pretending to be the ghost, but I would be willing to bet that he was based on the letting people hang and change till they just... They're dissecting yeah. people. I'm pretty yeah. sure they're going to fuck with this guy up too. His tomfoolery got an innocent man killed. So we never determined if he actually physically attacked people as it was alleged though. Right. But was definitely he was out annoying there, people causing, being a pest uh, and yeah. a disturbance. Which is wild thinking that there's mobs out there looking for you. And you're still going out. Yeah. Maybe that's when he went in and the bricklayer went out. <laughs> I read a newspaper article, or not new, whatever I read, said that he was trying to get revenge on his apprentices for telling his kids scary stories. That was his reasoning for being out there as the ghost. All right, pal. <laughs> whatever you got to tell a yourself to sleep at yeah. night there, John. A man's dead because of you, so think about that. Let's just hope they chopped him up so he's not in heaven right now. I, I, again, I don't think he should be killed for being a pest. But looking no, at no. the times, he probably was. They probably ate his intestines for dinner. <laughs> that, that's possible. Francis Smith's trial started a debate as to whether acting on a mistaken belief was a sufficient defense in a criminal trial which the argument in the UK continued until a 1987 ruling in the case against Williams Gladstone. Williams Gladstone saw a man dragging a teenage boy down the street super aggressively while the kid was screaming for help. Gladstone intervened and beat up the man that was dragging the kid, but really beat him up. He knocked out some of the guy's teeth. Turns out the teenage kid had just mugged an old woman and stole her purse, and the man dragging him was dragging him to the police. The jury came back with a guilty verdict, and Gladstone was convicted of assault. Gladstone's lawyers appealed the conviction, and they won their appeal in 1987 with Lord Chief Justice Lane saying, quote, In a case of self-defense, where self-defense or the prevention of crime is concerned, if the jury came to the conclusion that the defendant believed or may have believed that he was being attacked or that a crime was being committed and that force was necessary to protect himself or to prevent the crime, then the prosecution have not proved their case. If, however, the defendant's alleged belief was mistaken, and if the mistake was an unreasonable one, that may be a peaceful reason for coming to the conclusion that the belief was not honestly held and should be rejected. Even if the jury come to the conclusion that the mistake was an unreasonable one, if the defendant may genuinely have been laboring under it, he is entitled to rely upon it. That ruling was written into law in the Criminal Justice and Immigration Act of 2008, so a law 204 years in the making because John Graham decided to dress up like a ghost. How about that? Interesting. The question is, though, were those uh, fake wooden teeth that he knocked out? in the? Because this is in England. It's true. A lot of fake wooden rotting teeth over there, so. Mike could have split his hand on those <laughs> big-ass chompers all wonky looking. Wonky looking. 204 years in the making, that law. How about that? Pretty amazing it's a fun little story i also read that so after this whole thing it died down a little bit there were no more sightings of the hammersmith ghost but then it kicked up uh, again in 1824 people started seeing the ghost again but it was fire breathing this time Uh oh that's wild how about that 
And then that kind of went on for a little bit. And then that died down in the 1830s when Spring Hill Jack started being seen. So that was the latest and greatest. So surprised yeah. no one got hurt during that whole thing. Spring Hill Jack? Yeah, because yeah. he was out there like sexually assaulting women yeah. on the streets. He was doing all kinds of shit, that little guy. <laughs> yeah, he would just hop over a wall and grab women <laughs> and just go running into the night. Really, just a, a massive sexual predator that we've now made into like a little hero with this little <laughs> spring heel jack. Do you guys know when I was in London, one of my things, I was going to trying to get a spring heel jack tattoo from one of the local shops, and I just never, it just didn't work out. But uh, like, you like, got the picture right behind you, I too. Do. He's a cool little fellow, spring heel jack. Nice little rapist, huh? Yeah. <laughs> a cool little rapist fellow. <laughs> Jumping over walls, groping women. I also read that Millwood's ghost is still often, not often, sometimes cited in the uh, Hammersmith pub where they carried him to after he was shot. It's a little bit of really, a little bit of lore after the fact. There, did you go to that pub? I did not. I did not make it to Hammersmith. Well, that'd be cool. I mean, if you get drunk enough, I'm sure I'd be seeing ghosts too. You might be. What do we think about that that case law, though? Does that apply? I mean, it doesn't legally apply, but in this country where every Yahoo's packing a pistol these days and if they imagine a crime's being committed and they start shooting and, you know, it was a well, like, a movie being filmed or something and they killed actors. Like, I don't know. I'm f- I think what they were saying is the law was that should it be allowed to be used as a defense? I'm fine with that, I think. But it said even if it was an unreasonable belief that you could still use it as a defense, right? Yeah, that gets a little too yeah. much. I'm I'm fine with it being allowed to be used as a defense, and, but then you got to convince the jury and the prosecution failed. Yeah. But that get, it gets a little far, a little wordy with that. They could have ended that without that last sentence, and I think it would have been fine. Like, there's a lot of dumb people yeah. around, and just because they don't really have a grip on reality or critical thinking like what they thought they saw maybe shouldn't always be considered a defense for the actions they took for sure. Yeah. It can't be. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's like they, I think they could, the defense can try to make that claim, but then the prosecution hopefully would be easily, easily able to shut that down. And yeah, you know, like um, believing in ghosts and seeing a guy wearing white clothes and (laughs) blowing his fucking face off. Right. Not a reasonable defense. And then look, he went from the death sentence to what, one year of hard labor. Yeah. That's it. That's King said time served, motherfucker. You're out. I'm surprised that there was even a chance for the king to review that, that they just didn't immediately kill him. Yeah. Maybe because of the publicity, I it guess. It sounds like there was a lot of public outcry. Yeah. Like he was just helping his community, patrolling for ghosts. People hated that ghost so much they didn't care if they were like innocent <laughs> casualties. That's right. They're like, eh. We'll try we'll kill again and maybe that next time it'll be him. Ghost is gone now. It worked. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, they well, they, yeah, and then they caught John Graham. How did they yeah. end up catching him then? Do we know what happened with that? Or he just like, guys, settle down. <laughs> yeah, it's I, me. <laughs> Relax. It was a sheet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I believe, from what it sounded like to me, it was that he admitted to it. I don't know how he Which admitted is to it. Also ballsy, because then you know they were gonna, probably going to try to fucking gun yeah. him right there. I'd have been like Homer backing into the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff. I'd have moved the hell away from Hammersmith nope. as quick as possible. 
and just changed all my sheets to like blue or gray. I'm like, I don't even own white sheets. Fuck you talking about white sheets. Never heard of them. They make those. Those no, you get those on Amazon. Let me ask you this: Can I use this excuse to go out and start shooting KKK members? I thought they were ghosts. <laughs> boom! Blasting them. Boom! Boom! <laughs> I thought they were ghosts. Sorry. I'm not sure this is a law in the United States, is it? No. Okay. Of course not. So maybe not. Don't do that then, Dave. (laughs) You can go over there and do it. Don't do that here. Okay. It's wild how rumors go, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's in reality, it was John Graham and a white sheep. But then (laughs) somehow it got to wearing this robe with bull horns and glass eyes. And attacking people. Yeah. Killing people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this could have been one of those just fun urban legend poltergeists cryptid type stories no nope. instead it turned into a murder story multi-genre yeah yeah and even like a cult like a- atmosphere because that mass hysteria is, is cult ish sure it is like i said we were an anal probe away from hitting all of our uh genres in this episode yep all the characters came out tonight they did eve mr flint thank you for joining us harm. i'm just up here fucking i don't know what to do <laughs> Beave was back for a little while. That's good. Him and Jesus are hitting off over in the corner. They're having a good conversation about who knows what. Um, so, yeah, anything else? What else we got? I got nothing. Did you guys ever see? Yes. I'm a big fan of the movie um, with Johnny Depp, The Rum Diary. Have you guys seen that? Mm-mm. I think it's the movie where he met Amber Heard. Which led to all that because she's in that movie too. I'm not sure I have. I don't think I have. So I watched it years ago. I think on like Netflix, and I've always mm-hmm. loved it. And this kind of, I'm only bringing this up because we've talked about movies and books. So I've never actually read. It's based off Hunter S. Thompson's book, The okay. Rum Diary. But I just bought that, so I'm going to try to read it. Right. I'll see if the movie because I love the movie. We'll see how good it is compared to the book. I also got he did Fear and Loathing on the mm-hmm. campaign trail, and he did the 1972 presidential election, mm-hmm. kind of covering it all. So I bought that too. We'll see how good that is. That sounds like it'll be interesting. Anyways, I've not read a lot of Hunter S. Thompson. Hunter S. Thompson shot himself in the head uh, sitting in his chair in his living room. So hopefully he's in heaven now since we pulled all those rules back. We'll see. But if the, if the rule wasn't in place then. Oh, he wouldn't be in heaven then. Yeah. Definitely not. Doesn't count. Because he knew what he was doing. <laughs> Shouldn't have done it, right? <laughs> interesting guy. Anyway, so if you haven't seen, I think The Rum Diary was a great movie. Um, we'll see how the book is. If it's you said it's on Netflix? It was years ago. Mm. I don't know now. I'll look it up. We'll see. But it's good. Amber Heard, you know, she looks good. She's a smoke show. Likes the, likes the poop in your bed. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to fuck around with that. <laughs> All that craziness. But Johnny Depp's a little crazy, too. Crazy. Yeah, there was some out of hand stuff going on. Yeah. A lot of it. Yeah, yeah. he was was talking about how he was drawn with his own blood like his hand was bleeding it was like writing on the walls with that. it that sounds exactly like something he would do you know what johnny depp needs more of bracelets <laughs> <laughs> that man's lacking in the wristwear department should men of a certain age be wearing that many bracelets mm, i don't think so i'm not sure anybody period should be wearing that many bracelets I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I think bracelets look cool. Like they could be badass looking. I think always Hank Moody always had cool bracelets on, mm-hmm. but he had like, like one, two, you know, you yeah. don't need, you don't need your entire forearm covered up. And then like you're wrapping bandanas around and like, like how long does it take him to accessorize every day? 
Like you gotta be standing in front of your mirror for an hour putting all that shit on. What takes longer, putting his bracelets on or changing the poop sheets in his bed? I think bracelets final answer. I think you're probably right. Yeah, he probably just took those sheets off and threw them in the garbage. <laughs> and then bought $10,000 new sheets. It was like, no big deal. It's Prime Day, motherfucker. So, all right. Anyways, I think he got a pass from a lot of people. I think he was probably super abusive and he just comes off better because he's funny. And she just seems was like a bitch. Was that her argument? I mean, she didn't c- come off she doesn't very come well. Off well. Yeah. Was that her argument is that he was abusive? To her? Like verbally or physically both? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think there was a lot going both ways on there. Yeah. She wrote an article or did an interview. Is that what it was? And then he sued her? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't get follow on much of that. No, I'm no expert. I just think. Sure, I get it. I don't think he's blameless. I think he gets a pass in the court of public opinion because he's Johnny Dunn. What I was talking about with writing, uh, writing on the walls and in his blood. When I heard that, that whole part of the story, I'm like, yeah, that doesn't sound great. Like yeah. that doesn't sound like he's completely in the clear here. Yeah. Well, anyways, in the Rum Diary, she's a smoke show. Check it out. She still is. Is she still acting? I don't. What does she do now? I don't know if I I've seen know. her. All right, we'll stand by on a, for a uh, update on the book. I'll get to it eventually. I'm not even going to read it next. Probably, I got a whole list of things. Such an intellectual these days. I'm trying. I'm just trying to do more readings. Um. All right, what do you got on Patreon? Thank you to new patrons: Reagan Howard, Josh Withers, Caleb Layton, Jess Moser, Scott Niedermeyer, Rachel Horrocks, The Silver Ghost, with an exclamation point. So. Silver Ghost! (laughs) Rigby Coded, Christina Sandoval, Frodo Swaggins, Will Lou Sam, Courtney Kelly, Brittany, Yasmin Griffin, Crabo de la Creme, Mary Emma Geyer, Not Who You Think I Am. Who do you guys think that is? It's not who I think it is. Probably not. Probably. Samantha Garish, John Niles, Vicky Elder, Amanda Loves Dave. Oh, hello, Amanda. It's going to turn into a Royal Rumble. <laughs> Kristen DeCoste, docking cocks with Dave while Mike sucking. Wait, sorry. <laughs> There's no spaces in this word. Docking cocks with Dave while sucking Mike's titties. Oh, no, thank you. I'm all right. Uh, you've been declined. James Huddleston, Brad, Robert McCallum, Lennox, Eric Hartman. I thought it said Eric Cartman for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Drifter NC, Jordan Thompson, Liam Kane, Tiffany McClung, Gilf Bushlover 2000. (laughs) Yikes. Waiting for the, quote, get cucked by Mike while John Wayne Dave narrates and Ian blows the death whistle, end quote, tear. That's coming soon. Yeah, okay. We'll work on that. Charlotte Turner, Jonathan Reed, Brittany Johan, Vibeck Norland, Brittany Herlin, Marcus Prindle, Tori Birdie, and Valentin Trejo. Thank you, new patrons, for your support. I think Valentin Trejo is related to Danny Trejo because that'd be I hope so. Badass. Be real badass. Machete. That's a really good movie. It's so good. All right, Ian. For iTunes, I have one for Mullet Tamer, 
a whole bunch of letters just hit their keyboard and ljb luis thank you guys for the awesome reviews dave anything else i have a couple international uh reviews angel family 2022 from great britain and two fingers in your balloon knot from New Zealand, <laughs> whose review said only Mike can cuck me any damn day. Okay. So great review. Great five-star review. Send a photo of your wife to Declan at Necronomopod.com. We'll get all everything figured out. I charge a little more for international, but I'm happy to go. Do you charge like uh, travel and expenses? You have a per diem. They have, they have to do trans. They got to pay trans. But I'll get my own hotel because a lot of times they want you to stay the night with them. And I don't, homie, <laughs> don't do that. Okay. No. Understood. I'm not trying to wake up to a Karen Goodfellow situation where they're straddling me with a fucking gun to my face. So I'll get my own hotel. Okay. But a list of the five-star resorts in your area is always nice. Got it. And if I'm in Fort Wayne, Indiana, a list of the two-star <laughs> hotels in your area would be nice. Give me that best Western. <laughs> All right. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, at, uh, and threads at Necronomapod. We're on the threads. I like that. I like, uh, I like threads. They got some kinks to work on. But yeah. they'll get there. Amazon.com for all of our merch. Patreon.com slash Necronomapod for all of the bonus content. We got uh, we got a whole month's worth of bonus content coming up in the second half of this month because we've uh, we've been a little delayed. Yeah, we did a little vacation. Uh, Scheduled mix-ups. Yeah. We have, uh, but anyways, if you're already a patron, you know everything's coming. We've, we've never missed on what we owe you guys. And uh, Necronomapod.com for stickers. I'm sure there's still a sale because Dave forgot until just now. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) All right, you guys ready for a cool down beer? Cheers.